Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This is the Muslim Experience Podcast, and I'm your host, Farooq. We are going to continue our journey through the Quran. Inshallah, today we're going to carry on from where we left off. The last episode recorded covered Surah Al Mujadila as the last Surah. We will cover from Surah Al Hash right up until Surah Al Tahrim. Insha'Allah. So let's make a start. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. In the name of Allah, the most beneficent, most merciful. So Surah Al-Hashr. Whatever is in the heavens and whatever is on the earth exalts Allah. And He is the exalted in might, the wise. It is He who expelled the ones who disbelieved among the people of the scripture from their homes at the first gathering. You did not think they would leave, and they thought that their fortresses would protect them from Allah, but the decree of Allah came upon them from where they had not expected, and He cast terror into their hearts. So they destroyed their houses by their own hands and the hands of the believers. So take warning, O people of vision. So this surah deals with the expulsion of the people of the scripture, the Jewish people, which are the Banu Nadir. And they were expelled after the Battle of Ahud because of the assassination attempt on Prophet Muhammad So Allah is reminding the Muslims that it was Allah who expelled Banu Nadir because they couldn't have done that, the Muslims themselves. And this was a gift to the Muslims because of the treachery of Banu Nadir. And Allah also praises the Muhajirun and the Ansar. And verse number 8 mentions this, For the poor emigrants who were expelled from their homes and their properties, seeking bounty from Allah and His approval, and supporting Allah and His Messenger, وسلم, there is also a share. Those are the truthful. And then verse number 9 continues, And also for those who were settled in Al-Madinah and adopted the faith before them, they love those who emigrated to them and find not any want in their hearts of what the emigrants were given, but give them preferences over themselves, even though they are in privation. And whoever is protected from the stinginess of his soul, it is those who will be successful. So what amazing hearts they must have had where they prepared and made comfort for those who emigrated so there were people there before, and because they knew people were emigrating to that area, they made sure that the people who were coming into their towns and villages, etc., they made sure that they were given their very best. And even not thinking about themselves, and they weren't greedy or miserly, they made sure that anyone that came in, they were comfortable. So that kind of reminds us that we shouldn't let greed overtake us. We shouldn't be keeping hold of our money, especially if we have such a surplus amount of money and we don't help others. And even if it's not money, if it's other means of helping others, going out of your way to help another human being, another Muslim, you know, whoever it is, you give them that love, that acknowledgement, these are huge rewards in itself. 
So there's mention of the Ansar and the Muhajirun and how the Ansar treated the people who emigrated. And then it's those who came after them. And that's talking about us, me and you, brothers and sisters. Verse number 10. And there is a share for those who came after them, saying, Our Lord, forgive us and our brothers who preceded us in faith, and put not in our hearts any resentment toward those who have believed. Our Lord, indeed, you are kind and merciful. So just look back at this dua, and it's a reminder for all of us that we should pray for each and every one of our brothers and sisters around the world. And when we make this dua, we are included in the dua that was made about the Muhajirun, the Ansar, and those who came after them. So this is very important to emphasize. And as long as we care about each other, as long as we don't hold any ill feelings towards each other, as long as we unite as one Ummah, we will be successful. And we should ask Allah to forgive each and every one of us, those that came before us and after us. And then we conclude this surah with a few of the verses towards the end that are oft mentioned. Let's go through them, inshallah. Verse number 22 onwards. He is Allah, other than whom there is no deity. Noah of the unseen and the witnessed. He is the entirely merciful, the especially merciful. He is Allah, other than whom there is no deity, the sovereign, the pure, the perfection, the bestower of faith, the overseer, the exalted in might, the compeller, the superior. Exalted is Allah above whatever they associate with him. He is Allah, the creator the inventor, the fashioner, to him belong the best names. Whatever is in the heavens and the earth is exalting him, and he is the exalted in might, the wise. So let us learn the names of Allah and the attributes, and that way we get to know our Lord properly through his names. The next surah is Surah Mumtahina and it was revealed after the Treaty of Hudaybiyah. And you can learn more about the Treaty of Hudaybiyah from the seerah of Prophet Muhammad and it basically put conditions on the Muslims and the Quraysh. One of which was that the Quraysh said if anyone migrated from Mecca to Medina they would have to be returned back to Mecca. And whenever these kind of statements were put out there, they were always related to the male, like the man migrated, if he migrated. And technically there was no mention of a woman or, you know, if women migrated. So there were a few disputes that came out of this. And also like, what if a woman was to embrace Islam? What would happen after that? So this is when the revelation came uh, with regards to this matter and if any woman were to migrate then they weren't just sent back if they were coming into Islam or if they had reverted into Islam so of course they were questioned about their sincerity etc instead of just being turned back and being told to go back to Makkah 
And of course, if it was a man, he was uh, not supposed to stay in Medina. He was asked to return back to Mecca. I want to also mention about the emphasis in this surah with regards to Muslims and non-Muslims and how they interact with each other, whether they can be friends or not, you know, whether they can have uh, that kind of relationship. And there's a contrast between verse number one and verse number eight and nine, which I will go through right now, inshallah. So verse number one, O you who have believed, do not take my enemies and your enemies as allies, extending to them affection while they have disbelieved in what came to you of the truth, having driven out the Prophet and yourselves only because you believe in Allah. If you have come out for the struggle in my cause and seeking means to my approval, take them not as my friends. You confide to them affection, but I am most knowing of what you concealed and what you have declared. And whoever does it among you has certainly strayed from the soundness of the way. So of course this is mentioning about the Quraysh, the disbelieving people in amongst them uh, in its entirety. And then let's go to verse number 8 and 9. So verse number 8, Allah does not forbid you from those who do not fight you because of religion and do not expel you from your homes, from being righteous towards them and acting justly toward them. Indeed, Allah loves those who act justly. And then verse number 9, Allah only forbids you from those who fight you because of religion and expel you from your homes and aid in your expulsion, forbids that you make allies of them. So those people who fight you because of what you believe in, and they remove you from your homes. Those are the ones that are mentioned in this matter. And whoever makes allies of them, then it is those who are the wrongdoers. So if you think about it, if you are in that place, let's say you're in a village, and a lot of people just come out of nowhere, and they start attacking you because of what you believe in, you know, you're a Muslim, and then on top of that, they start removing you from your homes, taking you out, like literally pulling out your family of the family home, etc. Why would you make friends with those kind of people or allies? Why would you do that? It doesn't even make sense. So Allah is reminding us that there's two big differences here. There's people who would do those really horrible things. And then there are people, though they disbelieve, they don't do anything to you. They won't call you on your religion and start insulting you or hurling abuse at you or removing you from your home. So there's two big differences there. You are allowed to talk to them and Allah isn't stopping you from that. And it also reminds us about extremism and Allah is prohibiting extremism in the Quran. This is not something we should even think about and Allah is reminding us of how to treat people, especially those who are mistreating you in a manner of hurting you physically and insulting your belief and also going to the extremes of removing you from your home. So it is up to us to be the better people, not assume that we are better than everyone else, but instead 
be kind, be gentle and stay away from being harsh as Muslims. So even though someone is being harsh on you, even though they are doing all these things to you, it is best to be patient and turn to Allah for the guidance. And verse number 7 predicts the people of Makkah. It's a reminder for us that even those who are the worst of enemies can also become your friends. Perhaps Allah will put between you and those to whom you have been enemies among them affection. And Allah is competent and Allah is forgiving and merciful. Those people in amongst the Quraysh, one day you will see that they will be your friends and they will have affection. And this is a beautiful reminder to all of us. There is hope in humanity. And just as we may have enemies today, inshallah, who knows tomorrow? For Allah is the turner of hearts and He can easily change a people. But they have to also change themselves. They have to want to change. Although we have our differences, we shouldn't hate each other because of our differences. We should be respectful and that way we can come to a common ground, inshallah. So let's move on to Surah As-Saf, which is chapter 61, the row. Verse number one. Whatever is in the heavens and whatever is on the earth exalts Allah, and He is the exalted in might, the wise. O you who have believed, why do you say what you do not do? So let me repeat that. Why do you say what you do not do? And again, this is, I guess, practice what you preach. And it's all about action. If you're going to put out something that's looking to help people, if it's a Quran verse, if it's a reminder, a hadith or anything like that, are you practicing that also? Are you implementing that into your life? And this is very important because it's no good you putting stuff out there if you're not implementing it yourself. And this is just reminding us of that. And it continues. Great hatred is in the sight of Allah that you say what you do not do. There is mention of Musa and Isa salam, and we'll talk about that in verse number 14 or you who have believed be supporters of Allah as when Jesus the son of Mary said to the disciples who are my supporters for Allah the disciples said we are supporters of Allah and a faction of the children of Israel believed and a faction disbelieved so we supported those who believed against their enemy and they became dominant we must live up to those reminders, the hadith, the Quran, the sunnah, the way of Prophet Muhammad lived his life. He literally left uh, a footprint for us to follow and we must follow that and not be tempted by the things around us and uh, remove ourselves from that true path. We must stick to the true path and use the Qur'an as a guidance for us and the Sunnah, of course, as a guidance. Verses number 8 and 9 are really important. They want to extinguish the light of Allah with their mouths, but Allah will perfect His light, although the disbelievers dislike it. So it's a reminder for all those out there who want to talk bad about Islam, 
or try to stop it, they cannot extinguish the light of Allah. It will remain forever. It is he who sent his messenger with guidance and the religion of truth to manifest it over all religion, although those who associate others with Allah dislike it. Those who associate partners with Allah, those who pray through others, through idols, those who pray directly to idols, and other things that are not Allah, that have nothing to do with Allah. It is disliked by Allah, the things that you do. How can you worship something else, whereas you know Allah is your creator. He created you and me, and we should be worshipping Him alone, and not associating partners with Him. And now listen to this, verse number 10 to 13. O you who have believed, shall I guide you to a transaction that will save you from a painful punishment? It is that you believe in Allah and His Messenger and strive in the cause of Allah with your wealth and your lives. That is best for you, if you should know. He will forgive for you your sins and admit you to gardens beneath which rivers flow and pleasant dwellings in gardens of perpetual residence. That is the great attainment. And you will obtain another favour that you love, victory from Allah and an imminent conquest, and give good tidings to the believers. And inshallah I will conclude with this podcast, and then you can join me next time inshallah as we continue our journey through the Qur'an. I'm trying to keep these summaries short and sweet so you don't lose interest uh, or I bore you too much. <laughs> so hopefully you are enjoying them and you know, have a listen to them wherever you are. You could be in the park, you could be going for a walk, you could be doing anything. And I just wanted to kind of remind myself and others about this beautiful Qur'an, hence why I wanted to embark on this journey. And I'm so glad that you could join me I just want us to collectively appreciate this beautiful Qur'an, this book of Allah, the words of Allah, and that way we're able to take as much benefit as possible from each of the chapters, inshallah. So join me next time. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.